podcast where best friends and next door neighbors, Willow and Lillian, spill the tea on murder, mysteries, and other things that go bump in the night. So get your favorite teacup ready and let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Cruel Tea Podcast. This is Lillian. Here with me tonight is best friend, next door neighbor, Willow. Hello. And we thought after the previous episode, actually the previous two episodes, we needed a bit of a palate cleanser for they were grim. They were uh, very depressing. Dead babies are not fun to talk about. Nope, I cried. I got a little misty, but... uh, I definitely cried a couple times. I don't cry. (laughs) I only cry. (laughs) That's true. You, You do all my crying for me. I do. Yeah. And the rest of the world. All the rest mm-hmm. of everyone's tears. Nobody has to cry. No I one do. does. Willow's doing it for you. Currently. Right yes. now. Yes. So we decided what we're going to talk about, we're going to actually not do true crime tonight. We're going to be talking about a cryptid. Your favorite cryptid. My favorite cryptid. I don't know if it's my favorite. Is it? Might be. It's your favorite. What's your favorite cryptid? I don't know. Oh boy. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm a big fan of all weird things, like UFOs. I'm here for it. And there's been so much fun UFO news lately. I'm sure Willow doesn't know any of it. Nope. Nope. Head right up your butt. <laughs> all I care about is true crime. Literally. <laughs> literally the most important story of all of human history. And Willow's like, meh, I don't care. <laughs> I've never met one <laughs> that I know of. Pray that you do not. <laughs> I don't know. They see. I don't know about y'all, but these little three foot, like big headed, black eyed giant alien, like giant eyed alien things. I would drop kick them. Frankly, yeah. welcome to Earth is what I would say. Like Will Smith. Welcome to Earth, motherfucker. Yeah, punch. Boom. Why? Because okay. Why are you abducting the cows and then mutilating them? And why are you putting things in people's you? butts? Yeah, I think that's rude. Although crop designs are pretty cool. Crop circles are neat. Mm-hmm. And you know what? People are quick to dismiss them as hoaxes, but there's evidence to the contrary. We're not talking about crop circles today, though, folks. We're talking about the Mothman. Dusty boy. He is not. He is dusty so, boy. hey, Willow, what do UFOs, demons, ghosts, natural disasters, and bizarre cases of pink eye all have in common? Mothman? The Mothman. What the fuck? <laughs> That's what. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who is, as I've mentioned before, neither a moth nor a man. Then why is he called Mothman? I'm going to tell you here pretty soon. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's really, um, gosh, it's one of those things that's kind of become a meme on the internet. The Mothman, mm-hmm. there's a lot of really silly Mothman memes. And cute little characters. And cute little characters. But this story is not silly, not cute, and it's really scary. There's also a movie called The Mothman Prophecies, which I'm not going to dunk on too hard, for my husband likes it. And I will admit, it's not that bad. It's kind of a mess. But this phenomenon, as you will soon find out, is so weird that trying to put it together in any cohesive narrative is a Herculean task. And I think they did an okay job. We could even say that this phenomenon got its start in West Virginia along the Ohio River in the late 60s. But that wouldn't be entirely accurate, Willow. 
It's an old ancient phenomenon. The sort of like seeing a strange creature as kind of a herald of a disaster. Uh, the Hindus have the Garuda, which was a winged humanoid that would show up before something terrible would happen. And even in Ireland, the Banshee is sort of, a, it floats at the very least, will wail and make a bunch of crazy noises right before a death or other disaster. And a lot of cultures all over the world have similar stories, but this one is wild. It is wild. So what is it? What is the Mothman? On November 15th, 1966, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, two young couples, Roger and Linda Scarberry, and Steve and Mary Mallett, were joyriding around what was called the TNT area. And it's basically just like an industrial park near Point Pleasant. Now, kids today, I don't know if they go joyriding. Did you ever go joyriding? Oh, oh yeah. Really? Um, well, because... I never did that. Backwoods, Arkansas... Oh, yeah, there ain't um, shit to do. There's Well, there's nothing to do, and cops don't go down dirt roads. They want to mess up their fancy vehicles. So um, it was very common, especially for uh, us as teenagers, to go on back dusty roads and smoke weed. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that these couples were, like, out either necking or just being foolish. Um, and it was kind of off kind of the major highway, which was Route 62 there. Mm -hmm. And... They went near the North Power Plant, and I tried looking up what that was, and it's it's a power plant, so there you go. And they had parked there, and when they parked there, one of the girls saw, out the back window, red glowing eyes. Ew. And at first, you know, she thought maybe it was taillights of another car, something like that, but when they put on the brake pedal, they could see the reflection of their brake lights in the thing's eyes. And that's usually what's noticed first about the Mothman are the glowing eyes. Right. And once they got past the shock of seeing the eyes, they saw the rest of the figure. Six to seven feet tall, humanoid in shape, and kind of a light gray color. With wings on the back. And it didn't describe, like, they didn't say what kind of wings, like if they were feathery or more bat-like, but it just had wings on the back. And, of course, <laughs> like, this scared the shit out of them. Right. It would scare me, and I'm not afraid of much. And Linda Scarberry, and this was in the official report, said that it tried to walk towards them, but it couldn't really walk, and it just sort of weirdly wobbled. And that it was clearly a strain for it to do so. She could see the muscles working in its legs. I don't know why, but that gave me the... Bleh. So they they immediately, like, pedaled to the metal, and they were out of there. They got back on to Route 62, and Linda yelled at Roger, who was driving, to go faster to hurry because the creature had taken flight, and it was pursuing them in a crazy zigzag pattern, swooping over the back of the car. They started going so fast they were going over 100 miles per hour, and they couldn't lose it. Roger said that he heard it hitting the top of the car repeatedly as they tried to flee. And when they were able to stop, there were scratch marks on the top of the car. Oh, yeah. Now, Mary Mallett said that she could hear it making strange sounds. She said it squeaked like a mouse. Like, very loud. Which I thought was... I don't know, the fact that it's kind of a sad little pathetic squeaky noise makes it scarier to me. Yeah, it's just really weird to me because you would think something really big and scary like that 
it's able to fly and has really strong muscles and all that stuff, you would think it would be like, like arr, yeah, you know, arr, like a bear yeah. or, you know. Or if it's like scary. humanoid shape, it's saying it's like, like, fuck you, I'm the moth man. Yeah, yeah you know? like, get back here, motherfucker. But it's, <laughs> you know, it, but it's like, yeah, it's like a little baby kitty cat. <laughs> yeah. So. That's weird. They stopped after they were pretty sure they lost it. And they started debating on what the fuck to do. Now, the girls wanted to go immediately to the police, but the men wanted to go back and look at it. And they were like, no, that was terrible, you know. Why would no? And another thing they noticed that was really creepy. On the way to the TNT area, they had spotted a dead dog on the side of the road. Mm. Now, when they were, I know that's very sad, don't cry. Oh, shut up. The dead dog does not make a reappearance. Actually, kind of does. So, does make a reappearance. Uh, yeah, so on the way back as they're speeding away, they noticed that the body of the dog was still there, but that the Mothman swooped down, and then the body disappeared from the dog, and so did the Mothman into the trees. And I guess that implies that it... eated it. It eated it for dinner. Ew. Yeah. So they, they ultimately decided, after some argument, to go to the police. So Deputy Halstad didn't believe the teenagers at first. But they were so terrified, so affected and consistent in their story, he decided to investigate himself personally. So he went to the TNT area and he looked around with like a spotlight. He didn't see anything. However, all of his radio equipment and his car began to malfunction. And he started hearing very strange garbledy sounds coming through, almost like a voice, but not quite. And this apparently spooked Halstead so much that the following day he held a press conference. Like now, through the radio? Like uh, on TV, I believe. Or at least no, the newspapers. Not the press cons- conference, the gurgling sound. Yeah, the crazy garbledy sounds came through the police radio in his car. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, like the CB radio. Yeah, it's strange. And now here's where we get the Mothman name. So Batman was wildly popular at the time, and the local press kind of used him for inspiration. They couldn't call him the Batman, because that's silly. So Mothman's not much, you know, better. But that's what they called him. They called him the Mothman. And, uh, yeah, even though he didn't look like a man and was only vaguely man-shaped. <laughs> a lot of people accuse the teenagers of seeing, like, a really big bird, like an owl or a crane. You know, those blue right. heron cranes are huge, and they look like crazy pterodactyls from far away. They're so cute. They're neat. Yeah. But it, I like to point out this thing went over 100 miles an hour chasing them. There's no bird that can do that. Near. Near. I know the peregrine falcon can, but only at a dive. So it's more like falling really fast. Right. It's not flying really fast. And falcons aren't that big. Like, they're big, but they're not that big. And something else, and this will be in almost every sighting of the Mothman, everyone involved got pink eye. What is that? Well, I'll talk about it. That's weird. It is weird. They got, and it's not like the normal, like, bacterial pink eye. Okay. Is their eyes were just very red and very irritated. It was a ty- it's a type of conjunctivitis, which, of course, is pink eye. What follows this incident is a series of bizarre happenings that, to this day, no one can explain. Most of these incidents happened between November 1996 and December 1967. So... Linda Scarberry's house started experiencing poltergeist-like activity after the sighting of the Mothman. Doors opening and closing on their own, loud bangs and thumps. And what drove them from their house, though, 
was a series of bizarre noises, beeps and large gar loud garbled sounds like a speeded up phonograph record is what she called it. And that is a quote. Weird. And they could not find the source of it. They searched outside, inside, nothing. It's not like they had the TV on and it was malfunctioning or the radio. It was just crazy voices that were all sped up or slowed down. They also got weird phone calls and it would be a weird kind of tinny metallic sounding voice that they couldn't really understand. And that was enough. They moved in with her mother and her mother's name was Mabel McDaniel. And they thought, you know, moving, maybe all that spooky stuff would stop. It didn't. And it got worse. So in addition to all like the bumps and slamming and, you know, usual poltergeist activity, objects being moved with no one touching them. Mm -hmm. There was the strong scent of cigar smoke, even though no one in the house smoked. Weird. What's so strange about it is this is classic haunting behavior. Yeah, I was about to say that. Like, that's usually like a residual haunting. It is this case that made me look at literally every supernatural and paranormal phenomenon differently. It made me really question whether, is this a ghost? Are these really aliens? You know what I mean? Like, right. what is this? Maybe all of this phenomenon's kind of connected in some weird way we don't understand. Because, like, I don't know, the Mothman almost seems like, it's your classic cryptid, like unidentified animal. That's all a cryptid is. Right. You know, it could have been a really weird bird we've never identified. Like, Bigfoot, they say, is like the missing link. Yeah. You know, but... It comes with all this strange stuff, too, which I think is really interesting. So Linda, and she was married to Roger. These young couples got married really young, and you know, like, this was the 60s. That was pretty common. So at, shortly after her daughter was born, she woke one night to find a dark-haired man standing over her, staring at her. And she was completely paralyzed. She couldn't move. And, you know, now we've got in the sleep paralysis phenomenon where right. you see, like, shadow people and stuff. I have that. I hate it. I've had it so much. I think mine's... I have epilepsy. And I think mine's... Or I used to think it was related to my temporal lobe epilepsy. As I would wake up, be unable to move, and I would see, like, shadowy figures in my room. Or I would hear my name being called from, like, across the house. Like, just hypnagogic hallucinations. But this was different with Linda. It wasn't that. The man lit a cigarette. And the reflection from lighting that cigarette shone on a crucifix that she had hanging on the wall. And when he looked at it, he vanished. And she was able to move again. She got up and searched the house, top to bottom, checked all the doors, no intruder. All the doors were still locked. But it responded to the side of the cross. And as you know, and may have gathered from the previous episode, ain't a religious woman. Right. And in these kind of phenomenons with hauntings, it's not just invoking like the name of Christ. Whatever religion you believe in, if you invoke the name of your God or whatever, the phenomenon seems to leave. And I find that really interesting. That is really interesting. Yeah. It's going to get weirder. Once, Linda spotted the Mothman on her roof. And this is a direct quote. This is what she had to say about the encounter. Its wings were folded around itself like it was trying to keep warm. It had its head turned sideways, looking in through the window, as if it was curious. By then I had figured out that it didn't want to hurt me. I could just tell by the way it looked at me. I was very curious and wanted to try to communicate with it, but I still didn't know what it was or where it came from and was a little scared of it still. It looked so lonely, but not scared anymore. It looked cold, too. It was really cold out that night. Girl 
do you have some Stockholm syndrome with this Mothman? Right. Like she sounds like she feels sorry for she's it. She's gaining like humanity for it. Like empathy. Yeah. Like it seemed pitiful sitting up there on the roof. I don't know. I've seen like drawings of this thing from witness testimony. Doesn't really have a head. It's just kind of like shoulders and eyes. Mm-hmm. And it it looks scary and I'm not sure I can feel sorry for it. I certainly mm-hmm. wouldn't want to date it. I know you're surprised. I am. Yeah. But I do have some standards. Some. (laughs) They're very loose. (laughs) Ew. So, despite living in constant fear and terror, especially with the happenings in the house, Linda had this to say about the Mothman. I don't think it ever had evil intentions. It had numerous chances to harm or even kill me and some other people, but it didn't. I think its main intention was not to get hurt itself. A lot of people tried to kill it or capture it. I don't think it would have hurt anybody or anything. And she went on to say, a lot of dogs started turning up missing, and a lot of people blamed that on the Mothman, but I don't think it was him. Girl, how do you know? He ate a dog. Well, he at least took its body. I mean, it's heavily implied that they saw the Mothman swoop down, and then the dog's body was gone, and it quit chasing them at that moment. So I wouldn't, I mean... Does it need to eat? Like, I have no idea. We can't even identify what this thing really is. Right. And, I mean, she got a good look at it. It's on her roof. Man, if that thing was on my roof, I'm getting the machete and, and like, some mace. And we're going to have a party. Machete. Machete? Machete go hack. <laughs> yeah. I just don't... I don't know about you, but I wouldn't... No, I would, yeah, I would, I would, I cool would definitely... Be terrified. For I mean, sure. she's one step away from saying, "Why don't you come on in and have a hot cup of hot cocoa, Mothman?" Really, though, she's she's kind of becoming friends with this guy. I feel like that there's some the there's some feelings going on here. Not not those kind. She raised an eyebrow at me. Not those kind of feelings. <laughs> but she is a married woman. <laughs> well, they got divorced later. Oh, okay. <laughs> so maybe maybe it was an affair with the Mothman. <laughs> And that's how she knows he's a man. You know what I'm saying? Ew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the Scarberries and the Mallets weren't the only ones experiencing strange things. So the main reporter who, like, went after this story, and she went after it hard. Her name was Mary Heyer. And she started to get visits from strange men. Oh, this is so weird. This is the weirdest part, and I think the scariest part. Mothman isn't even as scary as the rest of this shit. So when she was working late in her office in 1967, a strange short man entered. Like, he just walked on in. And that's weird to walk into a reporter's office after hours out of nowhere. Mary said he was about four foot six, had dark eyes behind thick glasses, like dark glasses, sunglasses, odd shoes that added at least an inch to his height, and long dark hair and a bowl cut. Not handsome. I'm going to take it. She said he had a strange halting speech and asked her for directions to the town of Welsh. As he spoke, he came closer and closer to her and she was getting real creeped out. He looked down at her desk and saw a ballpoint pen and was delighted like he'd never seen a ballpoint pen in his life. He picked it up and was like turning it over in his hand and was just smiling and like twinkling like it was Christmas. He started laughing like a maniac and ran out of her office. Yeah. That's weird Weird stuff. Mary also, what? He was tiny. He's a small guy. He's a small guy. Small fry. Yeah, he's he's even shorter than me. Yeah, he is. Yeah. 
And what I think is funny is he had the dark sunglasses on at night. Yeah. Look, this is in the 60s. People didn't do that unless they were weird. <laughs> I mean, I think it's still weird to wear dark glasses at night. You it's can't still fucking weird. see. I mean, it's very obvious that you're probably on some drugs or something, usually, but... Oh, yeah, I've been tripping balls and worn sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, that's usually what it is. <laughs> it's either you're tripping or rolling or something like something. that. And, oh, yeah, yeah that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Fair. But I don't think this guy was. Maybe. He was really excited about a ball- ballpoint pen. He was pumped. I've, I've, I've experienced <laughs> that same delightfulness over random... You would objects. think, you would think, but this gets weird. Okay. She saw the man again in town in May of 1967. He seemed alarmed to be seen and ran away, and he got into a black Cadillac. That night, a black Cadillac was parked in front of her house. The window rolled down, and someone in the car snapped a picture of Mary using a blinding flashbulb. Whoa. Yeah. What's that about? So that started happening all over town. Yeah. There were many sightings of black Cadillacs in Point Pleasant during the year of the Mothman. When license plates numbers on these cars were turned in, they were found to be fake and not matching any car at all. The strange men in black suits, black ties, and white shirts started appearing all over town. They harassed Mothman witnesses, posed as meter readers, and CIA agents. I was going to say, like... Some the men in stuff, black. Yeah, it sounds yes. like the men in black. Because it is. And the Mothman kind of seems like a thing that the men in black would be... Into? Yeah. Well, I was going <laughs> to say trying to protect or trying to capture. We're like... The men in black, if you'll notice in all of like any stories you hear about them, don't do things that make sense. Like, you'll frequently hear reports of them in a restaurant, and a waitress... There's this one case where a waitress brought him his dinner... And he didn't know how to cut his meat, and she had to do it for him. What? Yeah. Weird. They act like they've never seen stuff, or they've never actually talked with, like, outside outside their head voices. They act alien and strange. Maybe some of the men in black are actually aliens. Yes, Willow, that's been pr- proposed. Oh. Very good. <laughs> okay, I'm catching on. Good. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. You're learning stuff. A young woman named Connie was walking to school when a black Cadillac stopped. A young man opened the door and she described him as clean cut, handsome with a deep tan and dark eyes. He asked Connie for directions and then suddenly demanded she get in the car. He grabbed her by the arm, trying to force her into the vehicle, tearing her blouse in the process. Though she managed to escape the next day, there was a note that said, Be careful, girl. I can get you yet. And it was slipped under the door of her home. What? Yeah. And where was this? This was in Point Pleasant. All at the same place? This is all of this is taking place in Point Pleasant. What a random ass place. Now, is there any, um, like, weird, I don't know, is there, like, any, like, weird factories around there that might be, like, producing... That has been... Like you know what I mean? As, that's been put forth as a theory because of the it, they, a TNT plant, the TNT area. They, it was an industrial park. They did make like explosives there, and right. was used in some mining in West Virginia because, as you know, that's a mining place, right. and TNT is used in mining sometimes. Okay. Um, yeah, they made munitions for World War II at that plant too, but it's not like nuclear waste or. That's what I was thinking because there's a lot of weird activity mm-hmm. around, like. You know, yes, there is, and we'll talk events. about that when we do our UFO episodes. Do, 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 do. Yeah, phone home or something. 
So other strange men in black encounters, including phantom photographers that would snap pictures of random people in Point Pleasant using a blinding flash on their camera. When confronted, they claimed to just like taking pictures or they'd run away, which is really strange. The men in black pop up all over the country and around the world throughout all of like modern history and always seem to be tied to the UFO phenomenon. People who see a UFO and report it are then harassed by these strange men who don't seem entirely human, and Point Pleasant was riddled with them, including the very enigmatic Indrid Cold. That is such a cool name. Isn't that a cool name? Wow. I'd ask if he's single, but he's, an, he's creepy looking. Oh yeah, he's not cute. Maybe with a little fashion advice, he could be okay. Indrid Cold, or the Grinning Man, was seen in both West Virginia and Ohio a year preceding the first eyewitness accounts of the Mothman. He was often seen in a blue or green reflective, almost metallic-looking suit. Sometimes he had no nose and a very small mouth and was bald. Other times he had, a, had like dark hair that was all slicked back and a wide, unnerving grin. Oh. I don't like that. Yeah, well, he's called the Grinning Man. I don't like Nobody it. likes that. The most famous sighting of Indrid Cold was had by Woodrow Derenberger on November 2nd, 1967 in Mineral Wells, West Virginia, almost two weeks before the sighting of Mothman. So Woodrow was on his way home, and it's about 7.30. He was just a normal, average dude. And this is 7.30 at night. I mean, he was a sewing machine salesman. He had never, like, had weird encounters or anything before. And as he's driving and it's getting dark, he sees a metallic cigar-shaped craft that hovered about a foot off the ground and it's keeping pace with his car. Oh, wow. It's, like, right next to his car. And he's trying to speed up, he's trying to slow down, but it's just keeping pace and eventually it swoops over his car in front of him and blocks the road. So he had to stop. And, of course, he's just shitting his pants. You would be. You'd be fucking scared. And a man gets out of the craft. Like the other descriptions of this entity, it wore a metallic blue suit coat. He had an olive complexion, and he looked like a man in his mid-30s. He told Woodrow to roll down his window and talk to him. He told Woodrow his name was Indrid Cold. Despite smiling and looking friendly, Woodrow had never been more scared in his entire life because the conversation happened entirely in his head. What the fuck? Yeah. So he rolled down the window, even though he was really scared, he felt compelled to, and had a 10-minute conversation telepathically with Indrid Cold. For 10 minutes? He remembered very little of the conversation. That's also common in the UFO phenomenon, missing time, not remembering things, right. amnesia. Right, yeah. right. Everything happen, happening in your mind. He could give one quote, though, of what Indrid said. We eat, we breathe, we sleep, we bleed, even as you do. Fun. And before returning to his craft, he said, we will see you again in time. I don't like the we. Yeah, what's the we? The we. What's that is, about? Who is, else you talk? Is it the royal we mm, or is it more of y'all? I don't like it. I don't like it either. Mm -mm. Nope, 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 nope. He went to the police immediately after that. Yep. They didn't believe him. Right. This was leaked to the press, and it ruined Woodrow's life. Absolutely. It's like everybody made fun of him? Oh, yeah. <gasps> Called him a psychopath, crazy. 
He lost his job. What? Yeah, Woodrow had a bad time. Now, he worked with John Keel, who is a investigative oh. reporter. And John Keel is the one who wrote the Mothman Prophecies, where basically all this research comes from. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite, you know, like, paranormal investigation books. And it, if you guys want to know more about the Mothman, that's the book to read. That's what the movie was based off of. Right. And again, as you can see, this phenomenon is so wild and all over the place that, you know, it would well, be hard to put in a narrative in, in a two-hour de- movie. In order to describe something, you have to explain something, and it, this is extremely unexplainable, you know? Yeah. So, I get it. Indrid Cold is spotted in Point Pleasant to this day. There's still sightings of him. He's always very friendly, at least. That creepy smile. Yeah. I had to Google him while you were talking. Yeah. And he's really creepy. Not cute. Not really like creepy. I don't like him There's at all. There's a supposed photograph of Indrid Cold, too. And maybe we can put this, like, up on our Instagram. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to put it on our Instagram. Yes, you guys can see. I want also, like, if we could, to put up some pictures of eyewitness drawings of Mothman. Because it's not a cute moth fella. Yeah. It's terrifying. So, we're going to get to the point of the question of why is Mothman associated with disaster and death? Yeah. Right. On December 15th in 1967, the Silver Bridge in Point Pleasant collapsed, exactly 13 months after the first sighting of the Mothman. 46 people lost their lives, nine were injured, and two people were never found. At the time, it was the worst bridge disaster in the U.S. on the coldest day of the year. But it didn't come as a surprise to everybody, and it didn't come as a surprise to reporter Mary Heyer. On November 19th in 1967, she told investigative journalist John Keel, I had a terrible nightmare. There were a lot of people drowning in the river, and Christmas packages were floating everywhere in the water. It's like something awful is going to happen. She told him this a full month before the bridge collapsed in a letter. Wow. And a lot of people had that same premonition, especially either after looking into this, you know, the Mothman, or seeing him themselves. Some people received telephone calls with that metallic, tinny voice warning of incoming disaster. And true to her terrible vision, Christmas packages were floating on the Ohio River after the collapse because a lot of people had just been Christmas shopping. That's so eerie. I know. That's so eerie. And just like that, the sighting stopped. No more Mothman, no more strange lights in the sky, no poltergeist activity, no men in black, save for Indrid Cold, who still shows up from time to time. So, there have been recent sightings of Mothman. Really? Yeah, just not in Point Pleasant. Where did he move to? Chicago. Chicago? Yeah, there's pictures and video, too. We should probably include a couple pictures of that. I know, I just, I had to Google some more, and I saw, like, an actual picture of him flying through the air. Yeah. That's crazy. Doesn't look like a moth or a man. No, it looks like, like, a demonic angel. It really does. Mm -hmm. Which, again, would make me ask, is he single? (laughs) You know I've got a thing for the devil. You do. listen. You think Spicy Daddy is sassy. Because he is. He is sexy, okay? And let's just be clear about something. That weren't no apple in that story. It was his penis. Oh. And Adam and Eve, are you kidding me? He, he took her innocence, right? 
Oh. Gave her that forbidden knowledge. Forbidden fruit of the loin. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, the translation fucked it up. It wasn't an apple anyway. It was likely more likely a pomegranate. They didn't have apples over there. In the oh, Middle like East. Hades and Persephone. Yeah. Hmm. All of those stories are kind of similar. So I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> are you ready? I love fun? it. Yes. Are you excited? Tangent. Okay. So I've been into the UFO shit and like ghosts and demons and like you name it. Is it weird? I'm over it like quite on rice. I just love this stuff. I've always been a really curious person. And just because I'm curious and interested doesn't mean I believe everything. But I want to point something out before we jump to making fun of these people. Because people made fun of them. Are you really going to tell me that that many people lied? Right. Are you going to tell me that it was mass hysteria when there was physical evidence? The pink eye. Scratches on the top of the car. Mm -hmm. Mothman left tracks sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, the bridge collapse itself. I mean, right. Mary Heyer had a dream about it a month before it happened. And I want to point out that it's not just this case. It's what's called a flap. I know this sentence. Not like flaps. It's, I know. I was like, that's a really weird thing to call it. So it's something the government calls when there's a bunch of UFO sightings in a single area over a relatively short period of time. It's called a flap. I don't like that. I'm not a fan of that word. Don't like that word. No, okay. but it's what I didn't make up the word. Okay. You know, I can't yeah. just say bunch of UFOs flying around. It's a flap okay. is what they call it. Yeah. Okay. So in cases where there is a flap, a flap. Fuck you. <laughs> you were going to laugh like a toddler. <laughs> In cases like this, um, you'll find increased poltergeist activity every single time. Every time. It's like the frequencies are higher. I don't think it's that. I think it's they're all the same fucking thing. I don't think they're aliens. I don't think they're ghosts. I don't think they're demons from hell, unfortunately coming to have dinner with me. Do you think they're Saturday. just like inter like like ultra-dimensional entities? Yeah, that's what I was going to say, something from a different dimension. And so when yes. they when they correspond with our dimension, um like radio waves, things like that that work yeah, on those up. other wavelengths. I don't know if it's a product of them traveling between dimensions or if it's more that Oh, this is going to sound crazy pants. Hold on your butt. Hold on to your flaps. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Wash your hands. It's my own flaps. I don't feel like yeah, I have to wash so... my hands if it's my own flaps. It's not like I'm peeing on myself. Wash or anything. your hands afterwards because then you touch doorknobs and shit. I don't want to touch your flaps. Well, now my. You, listen, you have because you've touched my doorknobs. Ew. Yeah. That's what friendship is all about. Secondhand Flapping flap hands. touching. <laughs> anyway. So, what was I even fucking saying? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> they this, this phenomenon seems to be able to project what they want you to see. Oh, okay. Like, it's all in our minds. Right, everything is telepathic. And then, like, the issue with the conjunctivitis, like, when the eyes get all the pink eye stuff, mm -hmm. that happens around uh, nuclear waste, too. There's some kind see, of radiation. I was, yeah, I was, I was going to ask about 
radiation, radioactivity, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yes. There is some radio radiation going on here. So right. it's clearly a sort of physical phenomenon while right. not being physical at the same time. It really is in kind of a weird liminal space. It's metaphysical. It's metaphysical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know... Gosh, you can't, these things can also transubstantiate, which means they can appear physical and feel physical because enough people have had sex with them. Oh. Reportedly. Oh. Not just aliens. The Mothman? Not Mothman. I don't oh. think anyone's fucked Mothman. We don't know that. Listeners, if any of you have fucked Mothman, I would really, really sincerely like to hear about it. Write to us at cruelty.pod. At gmail.com. And tell me how Mothman made sweet, sweet love to you. Please. I will not laugh at you. I will sit there and I will studiously go, mm-hmm. We won't share science. every dirty detail on here, but we no. would like to read every dirty detail. Oh, every single one. Please. Flaps and all. All the flaps, all the dusty boys. Yes. Also, you know, people have reported have had sex with the devil. Yes. Well, I would like to know why my phone hasn't rang, because I've clearly made it apparent that I'm interested. I'm feeling a little rejected here. Um, I know I'm a married woman, but <laughs> I think that my husband would would overlook it. Because, I mean, he's, it's not like he's going to show up all the time, or like I'm going to suddenly have the devil's baby. Ooh, shit. <laughs> my tubes are tied, so we're safe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm past the birth and age. Largely. Oh, that would be terrible, wouldn't it? Yeah. I hate children. <laughs> we have so many as it is. <laughs> It'd be, be terrible. It'd just be Yeah, like, I was about to say, what it, imagine what it would be like to birth an actual demon. Hey, now. Spicy Daddy is not a demon. He's an angel. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He is. He's an angel. He's an angel. The prettiest one, too. Mm-hmm. The Bible says so. Mm-hmm. Actually, it doesn't. The Bible doesn't really talk about Satan, Lucifer, none of that. Not really. Hmm. I don't know. I don't read the Bible. Or at all, frankly. (laughs) I really don't like to read. No. It hurts my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I know how to read, obviously, but I... We we think she does know how to read. I, I think I have undiagnosed ADD, and it just, like, it's all the words go scrambled up into my eyes, and it just, it does weird things and... I uh, okay. I have ADHD, but I can hyper-focus like nobody's business. I'll read a whole book in a day, mm. but I won't do I nothing else. I get distracted else. by everything. Oh, listen, if it, it has to be like a physical book in my hand, because mm. if it's on a phone, there's things on the phone that I could do. Yeah, 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 phones are dangerous. I dissociate into that bastard, like... It's my disassociation device. Yes. I also would like you guys to please write in and kind of... What would you like to hear me cover as far as cryptids go? Because that's what I'm going to use as a palate cleanser. Not just cryptids, but like any kind of paranormal story, famous hauntings, UFO cases. Just write in and try not to make it obvious. You know, don't go Roswell on me. Right. Everybody knows that one. I mean, Willow probably doesn't, but... I do too. Oh, really? Yes. What do you know about Roswell? Well, aside from the fact that everybody wanted to have a freaking party there, which was stupid... Um, the crash site didn't actually happen there. It happened, like, further on down the road. That is correct. Yes. You're right about that one. But anyways, yeah, I do want to hear other people's story. I want want to hear other people's, like, 
firsthand. I'd love that. Um, like eyewitness type stuff. Um, I have watched a few um, TV shows and documentaries about people who've been abducted by alien spacecraft, quote unquote, or had weird experiences like that. And I just think that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Those if you're types an of experiencer or an abductee, not only will I believe you and take you seriously. Mm-hmm. But I want to hear from you. Yeah. And and especially since we used to be ghost tour guides. And if you're on our Patreon, you've already heard us talk about, yeah. um, you know, our haunting stories. But I love hearing people's haunting stories. Mm-hmm. I love talking about haunted houses and haunted buildings and yeah. figuring out who the spirits were and what they're all about. Well, I think in. that shit is awesome. So is. definitely write in and tell us about that, too. Now, my only criteria if you write in... Uh, I don't expect you to be writing the next great American novel or anything, but you know, try with some punctuation. Maybe run it through a spell check. Yeah, yeah. Separate your paragraphs with a space, please. Yeah, and definitely use the subject line. Yes. Let me know what it is. Uh, I mean, you can also send uh, fan mail there. Oh, do you think we'll have fans? I hope we have fans. Oh, that'd be really cute. It would be cute. We would love you forever. Do we have fans or friends, Willow? It's one and the same. Aww. I want more friends. No, but but seriously, just kind of finishing up business here. Please, please send us your stories. Send suggestions of cases that you want us to cover. Not just true crime, but I'm going to do spooky stuff too. And if you have seen anybody or know anybody or have seen Mothman. Oh, yeah. You got a Mothman sighting. Please let me know. Let us know because I'm, I had never actually understood what Mothman was. I, of course heard about Mothman, but it wasn't until me right now listening to Lillian tell me that I'm actually learning about it currently with you guys, too. Isn't it crazy? So, yeah, this is absolutely bizarre. And and the fact that there are so many people that have had experiences mm-hmm. with this um, makes me wonder, like, who else? Who else? You know, you, I think of all the silent witnesses. There's always... I, I'm assuming that there's, you know, a very low percentage of people that actually come forward and say, hey, this has happened to me. You know, and well, yeah. in, in well, most Well, look at what cases. happened to Woodrow and the injured cold thing. He got right. absolutely ridiculed and his life was ruined. Yeah. And that was one person. And it was one person. And I know that, like, Woodrow is given a nod in the Mothman Prophecies movie... And, uh, yeah, and now that you know the background of it, the movie will probably be way more enjoyable. So I do recommend it. It's not a bad flick. And uh, Richard Gere plays John Keel. Um, John Keel's not handsome, and he's dead. But uh, I just think it's kind of funny. Hey, if there was a movie about me, I would pick the hottest actress to play me and look nothing like me. Oh, Willow, did you take this opportunity to shit on yourself? (laughs) Oh, shit. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. Willow's very pretty and very cute. She's just... Lillian won't let me mm. admit that... <laughs> There's no admitting. Admitting is like it's true. Stop it. Anyways. Look, I believe in being kind whenever you can. I'm just really aggressive about it. This is why we're best friends. Yes, because I bully her I like kindness. It. I like it. I like just the aggressive, like assertive... Yeah, you're kind of like a weird masochist that way. I sure am. Oh, dear. Well, thank you all for joining us. I hope you tune in next time. You know, what are we going to cover next time? Are we doing the Kentucky Vampire Killers? Okay, well, that's me. And I'll be telling you guys all about that case. And it is... Well, it's very silly. 
<laughs> I mean, it's sad because people died. People did die. But the characters... Oh. I, we are going to dunk on the killers for sure. Yes, Let's just put it yes. That way. And, and, and just just know that we're from Arkansas. We hear some country-ass accents, okay? Yeehaw coleslaw. Yeehaw, yeehaw coleslaw all day. <laughs> but, woo! We're we're gonna have to we're gonna have to oh, put man. in some voice clips on that one and show you guys how they spoke because it was very like um, God, country, but also like 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 a country accent and a southern draw mixed with like I am a vampire and oh, so yeah they're trying like, to do like, some kind of hoity toity accent <laughs> like somebody from the like twang. they can't hide the twang they can't do it it was so funny so yeah we'll have to show you guys about that yes. Well, until next time, good night. Find us on your social media platform of choice. Linktree slash cruelty has all of the links. Check out our Patreon for exclusive episodes, merch, ad-free episodes, live ghost hunts, and much more. Please be sure to subscribe. New episodes are uploaded weekly. Thank you so much. See you next time. Music and production by Willie V.